0: Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea, and join us now as we explore God's holy word.
1: Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Pastor Clark Covington here with another episode of KJV Cafe. Today we are focusing on the overcoming life, and this is going to be a multi-part series on the overcoming life. Have you ever heard a Christian refer to themselves or other Christians as a overcomer? Have you ever been told if you believe in the Lord, you'll be the overcomer or an overcomer? What exactly does that mean? You know, there's been a few moments lately in my Christian walk where I have seen a glimpse of this overcoming life. Uh, The first would be, uh, we were showing a video uh, to, especially to our young people who are caught up in this school system that's promoting uh, what's uh, a grave sin in the eyes of the Lord, and that's homosexuality. And uh, American Family Association made a, a DVD, they made a movie called In His Image, which is a fantastic movie, and it helps people understand what's really going on. And it interviews people that have dealt with this issue, um, both Uh, In the fact that they were had tried to transition uh, into a different gender and then transitioned back, and all these other things, they had tried to deal with this issue, Uh, and many preachers as well giving commentary on what's going on and a lot of Bible verses, and it's great uh, to help us get context of what's really happening in this world in a biblical sense. So that's a free plug for in his image, which is not sponsoring this episode. I think you can find it online if you search up in this image or on YouTube. I think they have it uh, there. But look at American Family Association. Great piece of work they did there. And at the end of that movie, they have this imagery, this scene of a a young lady climbing up some rocks, climbing up a mountain. And it's like she's overcoming uh, these obstacles that were in her way. Pilgrim's Progress. there's obviously an incredible book. Uh, and there's a scene there uh, in the book, which we we watched, uh, our young kids watched as an animated picture, um, and in Pilgrim's Progress, he's got all these burdens on his back, and he's climbing up these steps, and he's able to give, uh, kind of release these burdens as he goes off into heaven to be with the Lord, and this, both of these kind of scenes, were Um, sets of images, what they are, they're pictures of overcoming, of being an overcomer. Uh, And I listened to an audio book uh, by D.L. Moody called The Overcoming Life, uh, which dealt dealt with a lot of uh, biblical principles on this. And all of this together, I just kept saying to myself, Lord, Please, I guess I'm saying it to myself, and maybe I'm praying it to God. I was definitely praying to God. Please allow me to preach on the overcoming life. And so about uh, 10, 12, 14 days ago, Lord kind of gave me the green light to tackle this topic. And boy, do I have a message for you. This could be a 10-part series. This could be two uh, longer uh, KJV Cafe episodes or more because there's so much to it. And I, I thank my congregation for being so diligent as I preached it this past weekend. And I thank you uh, for tuning in today. And I pray that you'll tune in each and every time KJV Cafe is on for the next week or two, at least, to dial in on this message because you won't want to miss it. So let's dive in right now. It's kind of a long intro, but let's dive in right there to what it means to be an overcomer, what it means to live this overcoming life, what it actually means to be climbing up that mountain and ascending that mountain or uh, however you want to say it, shedding your burdens and going into heaven, what this all means. Uh, let's start here with our text verse, 1 John 5, uh, 4. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so we see here, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And there's a lot more uh, verses in the Bible about overcoming, and uh, in, in, in we have to look at what are we overcoming? Isn't that a great place to start? If we're overcoming something, what is it that we're overcoming? So let's set the scene. There is a battle uh, that we need to overcome, and that battle uh, is raging each and every day, and it's an obstacle. And where the battle's taking place? It's taking place uh, in this world, and the battleground here uh, is marred with enemies. Uh, from the devil, who is called the little G God of this world, in Second Corinthians four four, uh, the devil. When I we went through this with our congregation, when did the devil get control of the world? In the Garden of Eden, when the, he beguiled Adam and Eve to sin, they ate of the forbidden fruit, they sinned, and from that point on, they're expelled from the garden. Sin and death enter the picture, and now we have the battle taking place. So the battleground is this world. The one we're fighting against is the devil, these principalities not people, uh the tempter of this world. So what is the war against? I mean, we talk about overcoming. Well, what are we overcoming? The war is against the temptations of this world. It is the spirit or the holy spirit versus the flesh and the things of the flesh. It is the old man, uh the old Adam versus the new man or the new Adam or the last Adam in Christ. And we see here that this is a battle that's taking place every single day and it's taking place among Christians. Because if, in fact, you're not born again, well, what are you doing? If you're not born again, you need to be born again to get saved. And once you're saved, then you become a Christian, then you become one of God's own. And then this conflict really starts to take place. Because those that are not born again, they are what? They're dead to sin. So they're living spiritually dead. They're living in bondage to sin. They may not understand that right now, but clearly they are. Uh, And when we're born again, we're born uh, to new life and old things are to pass away and all things are to become new. But sometimes they don't pass away and sometimes all things don't become new and that old man comes back out and the temptations of this world get the best of us. And that's why in, the, in his image movie from American Family Association, it really dealt with this narrative of overcoming because there's a temptation uh, when it comes to homosexuality. When people say, I have a desire that, that's just been in me well, I don't doubt that they have a desire that's in them. I have a desire that's in me, right? Uh, We all have desires, we all have lusts, we all have things we really uh, crave for in the flesh. And the idea of overcoming is sacrificing uh, that gratification for the greater good, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and our reward in heaven. And it's as simple as that. You know, when we look at what are we tempted by, it's typically um, one of a few categories. Now, this may not be all the categories, but these are some of the major categories that tempt us in this world as we battle money insecurity. Uh, money not, is not inherently bad, amen? There are rich people in the Bible that served the Lord, and there was also many poor people that did. So money is not always bad, but the love of money is evil. So money and security, the idea that money becomes your God and you bow down to money because you believe money is going to promise you to do all the things that God can do. The only difference is money is a dumb idol. Money cannot do those things. Proverbs talks about how riches come and they. Uh, grow wings and fly away. And that's a great way to put it. Amen. If you're a preacher, you're in the ministry, then, Hey, you know what I'm talking about? You're like, what money? We don't have any money. Hey, I get it. Amen. Uh, money, security, people put their faith in money or they're tempted by money to do things for money. Uh, and we can go on and on about what that means. Yes. You could use an example of like, Oh, I'm running to the casino to try to Make a bunch of money that wasn't mine, right? And and you're not earning that money; you're just gambling it away. And there's a, that's a whole other message on why gambling is is not good and not godly. Amen. Uh, but it's not gambling necessarily alone but it could just simply be taking a job the Lord wants you to take. It could be taking a shift at work on a Sunday when you should be going to church or spending time with your family after church. Uh, It could be worrying about money all the time when God never intended for you to do it. It could be materialism and uh, coveting the things that others have and getting yoked up into the things of this world and being upset about it. And which communicates to God that you're not satisfied with where he puts you or what he has you doing or what he's blessed you with being ungrateful, you know, um, our teenager, when he was, I think, in eighth grade, or he had a phone, he had the old phone, the old iPhone, and everyone had the new one. And he kept complaining about it. I looked at him, and I said, excuse me, you should be thanking me for having a phone, amen? Oh, they have all the new ones? Well, you have a phone, do you not? Would you not like that phone? Okay, you don't like that phone, maybe we don't need a phone. <laughs> it's funny to me, it wasn't funny to him. And since then, he's saved his pennies and upgraded his his technology. But hey, look, the the point is, People will covet. Money will become an idol. These things will tempt uh, you to do things that are not godly. Uh, Sexual desires. I already spoke about that with homosexuality. Another one would be fornication, Uh, sexual relations outside of marriage. Uh, So many young people today are shacking up, and they think it's okay. They think it's culturally acceptable. It's not okay in God's eyes. How much scripture is there about fornication? You know, the Bible says that when you commit fornication, all these other sins are— Against uh, another but when you commit fornication you're actually sinning against your own flesh your own body It's a very serious thing. So sexual desire is like fornication uh, Which the world tries to tell us is okay when it's not Uh, homosexuality or adultery and and we see that, even in the church, it's so sad. we see adultery. and that is uh, is really, really a, a reprehensible sin, amen. And it's not right with God, and it's not okay, even if all the TV shows in the world or all the movies or all the apps say it's okay, it's not. Amen. So we're tempted by sexual desires. Uh, We're even tempted by food, amen? Uh, This one hits close to home. You know, we're tempted by the buffet line, right? We're tempted to eat. One preacher was up there preaching about gluttony the other day at the camp meeting, at the revival meeting, and he said, "Uh, have you ever eaten until you've thrown up? And I was thinking, whoa, man, I mean, I've eaten until i felt sick before, and so, look— That's a temptation, is it not, to eat more than we should? And let's take this a step further. How about drinking more than we should? Uh, How about doing drugs? And again, looking for these worldly gratifications, these temptations we face in the world. Uh, Power would be another temptation. Uh, Oh, how how intoxicating it can be to be in power. And many desire to be in power. Many that are in power uh, become corrupt. And there's a lot of, especially in the Proverbs, a lot of Scripture about not taking a gift, amen, and about how it's not good to be corrupt, amen. It's better to be poor than to be corrupt. And uh, yet there's corruption reigning throughout many powerful offices here today around the world. And then finally, pride or fame or status, which is like vanity. Uh, Many desire to have their name lifted up. Uh, Many want to have a claim. Many don't want to give God the glory. Many are ashamed to mention the name of Christ and want all the glory for themselves. And so all of this is what we are dealing with in this world. The common denominator here is things in this life that bring forth quick gratification in this world. You know, none of these things carry on to heaven, do they? None of them do. None of these things carry on to heaven, uh, or hell for that matter. But they're here on earth, and they're oh so valued here on earth, and people... Crave after these things, and if you're dealing with a temptation today that the devil has put before you, typically it's going to fall into one of these buckets, money, sexual desire, food, drink, and drugs, power, or pride, fame, and status, vanity. Typically, it's going to fall into that. And I've got a biblical example coming up on the next episode, how we look at how the devil tempted Jesus three times in the wilderness, and what he did to tempt Jesus, and how Jesus responded, and how it helps us to understand how we should respond. But just here to wrap up the very first message in this series of being an overcomer, understand that the more knowledge you have on the situation from the Bible, the better you will be off to tackle it. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, if you were to go through a maze, wouldn't you want to have some information about that maze before you entered in the maze? If you were to go for a long road trip, wouldn't you like to have directions before you take that trip? Why on earth do we leave our Bible on the corner uh, of the bookshelf or in the car and we don't look at it? We leave it at the church pew all week. We don't look at it. And then we get upset and we get tempted by the devil and we don't know what to do. We need to get into God's word, study his word to show ourselves uh, approved unto God, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth, being not ashamed of it. Amen. And we need to stand on God's word and stand firm in the face of temptation and be that overcomer by the working of the Holy Spirit in us so that we can show the world that we are different, that we are peculiar, that we won't eat of the king's meat. We won't uh, do what all these other people are doing because we are of God, and our treasure is not in this world, but in heaven. So please, please, please tune in next time. Check out kjvcafe.com or facebook.com forward slash kjvcafe for more episodes, but tune in next time as we dive into this message uh, the series of messages. I thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and amen.